Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Yeah. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. You look confused, Jonathan. You look confused over there. It looks like you were trying to open the show with something and it wasn't working. Vikings breaking news? No, no, no. Oh, okay. For Mackie's live reads today. Oh, just trying to figure out where they placed them again. Because I was waiting for a soundbite and I looked over at you and just saw a confused look on your face. No, you missed the soundbite to start the show. I did. Play it again. What was it? Hold on. Give me one second. Peter's not working. That's okay. I can hum along. <laughs> Here it is. I've got Here's the down. sound we started the show with All right. that you guys missed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was yesterday when I was talking about something. That's when uh, we asked you what milk toast was. That was your answer. Yeah. <laughs> but wait. Hold on. That is kind of similar to a noise I've made before that you made it a really drop is. out of, isn't it? Hold on. Yeah. Can we play the two? Mm-hmm. Can we play dueling donkey noises? Okay, milk toast. All right, you go to Daily Sound. It's okay. on the bottom left in green. Daily I will play Judd, no- Judd Noise, Hang as on I call one it. one second. Daily Sound. Uh, this is how live radio works, I guess, these days. I don't see it on Daily Sound. Oh, boy. Rami. Oh, bottom left-hand alert. corner. I bottom thought you said bottom right-hand corner. All right. All right, ready? Okay, yep. Here we go. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's Beatles like. That's Abbey Road. There's some harmony there. That's like that that is That is George Martin at the mixing board if I've ever heard it. You know what that is? Revolution number nine. That's what that is. Number nine. Number nine. Number Harmonizing. Nine. Harrison Butt. Oh, that's not what I want to do. Oh, this eon. Week. That was weird. Harrison Butt. <laughs> Harrison <laughs> uh, Did you hear the Vikings breaking news? I did hear the Vikings breaking As news. As reported by our, our guy Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, who joins us on Mondays at 5 o'clock. The Vikings have claimed veteran safety Andrew Sandeo off waivers from the Eagles, and it sounds like Marcus Epps has been jettisoned from the roster. But Sandejo, who played here for a long time, yeah. is coming back. And as Colin and I discussed, the question now is, why is he coming back? <laughs> they let him go. Sort of broken down, hurt. He's famous for, at least in the uh, 2019 campaign so far, knocking out a teammate in Green Bay, for which he should have been suspended because the hit was uh, incredibly detrimental to all involved. But they have picked up Andrew Sandejo, and I'm just curious what he's going to do exactly. And it didn't seem like uh, the reception was all that warm, based on the reaction I saw on Twitter from Vikings fans of Andrew Sandejo coming back. 
Anthony Harris had a questionable game on Sunday, Rami, but overall I think he's played pretty well. I thought he's been really good. And so I don't understand. I mean, to me, outside of Harrison Smith, obviously. Yeah. Harris is like the least yeah, of your problems in the secondary right now. Well, and he got, you know, he missed on the so 91 they yard. playing cornerback, and that's where the issues are. Yeah, and he, you know, Anthony Harris missed on the 91-yard touchdown run on Sunday, but Rami, last time I watched that play, a lot of guys missed. Sure. Yeah, I don't understand this one. This is not a this is not a young guy that the Vikings didn't want to lose, lost, and now they're like, okay, we got him back. This is an older veteran guy who I don't necessarily It get has this. an air of uh, panic. Should I say desperation? Panic? Yeah, I think that's accurate. Really? You think it's so? kind of weird. And so I guess not that too, huh? It's, I'm not saying it's a detrimental, terrible move, but right. I don't... Get, it just has a, wisp, a whiff of desperation. It feels like you sold a light at, at a garage sale, like a lamp at a garage sale, and six months down the, the road, you go to a garage sale from the person that bought that lamp, and now you're like, you know what, I really want the lamp back. And you're like, why? It's turquoise. It's really ugly. Why would you want this lamp back? Has anybody ever done that in the history of garage sales? Bought something back? Has anyone ever sold something and then bought it back? Then gone to the garage sale of the person they sold it to and bought it back? I smell a Twitter poll question. Because you're asking me, I have not, but I I would imagine that some human being somewhere has done exactly that. I refuse to even shop at garage sales. Really? My mom loved garage sales. Other people's junk, man. My mom loved garage sales. She would go through the paper. And this is in the 70s, uh, the classified ads, right? Mm-hmm. On Tuesday and Wednesday. And garage sales used to start in earnest Thursday mornings. And she would chart out and we would, li- she would literally. Chart out? Yes, I'm oh, not kidding wow. you. And she, she would, do this, yeah. and she would drive around with, with um, pre-kindergarten Judd and we would go to garage sales. No, man. Yeah. It's, not, it's not my thing. Like I've told you guys before, I just like to. I'm not having a garage sale. I'm not shopping at a garage. I love throwing stuff away. I just like de- I, don't I like decluttering I, my I life, and you. I don't want to go through all the rigmarole of it. Garage, garage sales sale are a pain in the it. ass too. Yeah, huge pain in the ass. My mom used to have them and still loves them. Yeah, every so time there's a garage sale in what's the neighborhood, with moms and garage sales. They like a good deal, man. I have a bunch of junk in my basement just because we just don't have just any use for the basement right now. I would throw it away, but. My family wants to do like a, a garage sale at some point, but none of us no. have the effort or drive to ever just put, like, your foot put down. it together. Just put your foot down. Say, we're not going to arrange this. We're Call not going to organize this. Yeah. I'm throwing all this stuff away. Damn it. I'm the man of the house. <laughs> and I have spoken. Just call a truck thing. <laughs> They'll come and pick it up. <laughs> you clearly don't understand marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's her responsibility. <laughs> then just tell her, hey. I'm not saying it's my wife who wants to do it. It's the family as a whole wants to do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I don't. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Stop right there. Huge difference between your wife dictating terms and family. Family, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> If you're, if this is your, if this is your like parents or or siblings, then Rami's a thousand percent right. It goes now. If it's your wife, I'm with you. That's an issue. And I don't have a wife, so I'm going to talk a big game and say, put your foot down and say, damn it, I'm getting rid of this stuff. I'm the man of the house, and I have spoken. Well, you're saying it's it's family. You can do that. Oh, absolutely. Hell no. Okay, but who wants to who wants to keep the stuff in your basement to have? Neither of us, but we just don't want to. Call a uh, we just don't want to service to come get it. Just toss it out, man. Yeah. Just toss it out. We'll see. Just declutter your life. Come get it, it feels so good. They'll stick it in a truck, drive away, they'll never see it again. I don't use again. the basement, so it's, just, it's not I'm in my you, way at this it's point. It's still going to feel good. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. See, it feels, it's not in my way, so it's not a big concern. Every year, I go through my closet, I go through my drawers, and I just get rid of stuff. I'm like, when was the last time you wore this? You can't even remember. It's gone. 
Just I've got so many boom. other things in the house to take care Donated of. Donated or so. put in the trash. It's that. just gone. I told you, I just throw it in the closet and jam the door <laughs> shut. That's pretty much what the basement is at this point. Yeah, you know what? I do the same thing, but I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm not looking to clear it out. I hate clutter. Really? Huge. huge you see my garage. Like, I want to clear it out, but I just don't have the effort or, like, drive to do my it. Garage, really care to it. My garage point. is filled with junk. Huge sticking point between me and my I've girlfriend. I've never parked in my garage because it's too small for my car. She so. keeps everything. Me too. And my she, driveway's weird, so. She keeps everything. Oh, yeah, right. Like, any storage space is filled to the yeah. brim. Like, if we order out and the Tupperware is even close to reusable... It's getting washed. It's getting put yeah. in a cabinet or oh, a yeah, pantry. We just, yeah. yeah, Dawn does that. Yeah. Dude, we have, like, we'll never use all these Tupperwares. Ever. We'll never need that does many border, Tupperwares all at the same time. Does she border on future hoarder of America? I uh, have said that to her, but wouldn't say that on the radio. Have you watched? We sort so of you just said it. So you just uh, said it. So we'll be watching that Twitter account. Have you watched the show <laughs> Hoarders and Does It Make You Sweat? Yes. Yes, it does. Dude, for Should real. that be a punishment? He <laughs> has to watch Hoarders? Like, it is. He has to binge Hoarders? I will say this. Clutter doesn't bother <sighs> me. That show's disturbing. It freaks me out, man. It legit I makes me it. uneasy. Like when you can't walk yeah. through, the, the people who have paths cleared through their house because there's so much stuff. And they're like everywhere. newspapers and magazines stacked to the ceiling. I don't get it. Every one of those houses has newspapers <laughs> just stacked from floor to ceiling why are you so concerned about keeping old newspapers the most disturbed and i swear we'll get into some sports here eventually on mackie and judd with rami the most disturbed people are the ones who will never throw away lottery tickets because there might have been a mistake what (laughs) hold on i've never you've never heard of this no No. i swear to god it's a phenomenon I guess he did come from Wisconsin, so there's a lot of weird Well, yeah, there. it is. It's And there's a, a, a lot of small towns that sell winning lottery it's tickets. It's a whole category, really? uh, yes, of hoarding. People who do not there throw away. There might have been a mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, you watch the same broadcast as I did. There wasn't one. <laughs> no, that actually, it has happened, but they catch it usually within 24 hours, where they'll give the wrong winning numbers, right? or there'll be some kind of mistake with a ticket. And but they'll catch it within twenty four hours. There's no need to keep your lottery ticket for twelve years. But people will people will keep these for an extended period of time. Yes. Oh my god. People have like couch cushions just full of lottery tickets. Wow. Yeah. It's insanity. It's literal insanity. It's the definition of insanity. At least they're small. Uh, they'll they'll stack up. Well, after twelve years, I don't think it's a small. Pile <laughs> but I'm anymore. talking about these people that like go buy stuff and keep every single thing, and then just start stacking it up. Their living room, dining room becomes basically you can't see anything in it. I can't open any storage space in my mom's house without <laughs> something falling on my head. <laughs> Is this why you're scarred? So yes. Now you've called out your girlfriend and your mom on my the mom same doesn't segment. listen. My mom wouldn't listen to this nonsense. <laughs> But you did call out your girlfriend as a hoarder, and she does listen. I think she's busy, so she's probably not listening either. Oh, she'll podcast it, because it's free. This is where the free mobile app's going to bite you right in the butt, Rami. That's true. We need to start charging for that. We need to put that behind a paywall. At least for people that know Rami. It's going to be $100 a month. So you're not going to be able to afford it, so that's too bad. Oh... Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to geotag the entire city of Chicago. Like, you have to pay $100 a month for this. Chicago, from Chicago to Milwaukee. Let's just put it over those two markets. (laughs) And Kenosha, which is right in between the two. That's where my parents actually live. So let's just cover all that ground. Score North, free to St. Paul. (laughs) (laughs) And after that, you're paying. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, that's literal insanity, what we're talking about, keeping all this stuff. And, uh, 
Watching this Vikings team, Judd, may drive you to literal insanity. You see that transition I just did there? Or drinking. Into the topic that we were planning on doing. To I don't start know if it would drive me to insanity, but it could drive me to drink. It doesn't take much. <laughs> like you don't need to be. Well, no, I consider it to be a hobby. You don't even need to be driven to drink. You just, you just, you already do. Yeah, you're already there. There's no driving involved. <laughs> no, no, no. There is no driving involved. There is no driving involved. You are correct. But yes, it could make you crazy watching this Vikings team because Judd, they just don't seem to go anywhere. They don't seem. It seems like year after year they'll have a pop up year like 2017 where they win 12 games and then. It's right back to the middle of the pack, which is where it appears the Vikings are now. They're just, they seem kind of stuck as a franchise and as an organization at this point, don't they? Yes. And he, so here's my, now, I guess I have to make one thing very clear in how I feel about this team right now. That is that this is a, I think I know, I think I have an idea of who the 2019 Vikings are, Rami, but I'm not really, really sure. Because every time I'm, I come around to being, oh, they might be pretty good, then they play a good team, not a great team, but a good team on the road, and they lose the game, and then I'm back to saying, well, all of the things that got exposed by the last good team that they played have been exposed again. Here's where I feel that this team is at, because I think this team, uh, personnel-wise, has some talent, okay? Like, this is not a bad football team. This is not a, oh, they stink team. And I, I know, certainly on the uh, Morning Ventline show, we've gotten calls from People like my friend Miguel, who are like, the Vikings should dump now. They should just get awful and get high draft picks. And I say, you can't. They're not They're not going to. That's not even remotely possible now. So here's where I feel that, that they're stuck. I feel that the 2019 Vikings are very much where the Wild was, let's say, three years back. Because the Wild was a pretty good team. And they'd make the playoffs. And they'd make the playoffs, and then they'd play around. And then guess what? They'd be done. That's how I perceive and observe this Vikings team. Because if you were to tell me right now, hey, Judd, they're going to make the wild card. They're going to, they're not, they're not going to win the division. Green Bay will win the NFC North, but they're going to be a wild card team. I wouldn't be like, oh, you're crazy. They stink. I'd be like, I'd say, yeah, you know what? I can see that. I totally see that. that. Totally. But then if you followed up by saying, but they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs and be out, I'd also say, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I guess if you strive to make playoff appearances, then you say, okay, that's fine. But this the whole goal here in building this thing, and believe it or not, Rami and signing Cousins, was a Super Bowl at one point. Yes. We've talked about that yeah. a lot, right? I don't see any way, shape, or form that this is now a Super Bowl franchise or team. So it does feel stuck where where... I either want my teams now, as I near my 50th birthday, to be really, really good. Hey, you got a chance for a championship. Wait, so you, you haven't always had this stance or this view on things? I used to think playoffs were pretty cool. I used to think that they Just were far getting more to the cool. playoffs. Was yeah, good I used for to you. be like, yeah, because because I, I think I used to be under the delusion that a team that got to the playoffs could make a run because it's happened. Sure. But it's not the norm, probably. Right. right? So, and I do think that there was a time in sports years ago that were a little bit different and teams were probably constructed differently. And if you got your foot in the door, you might be able to kick the door down a bit more. Now it feels like there has to be fought because I think sports teams and executives are smarter now, especially the good ones. So it feels like there needs to be more of a coherent plan. So as I near 50, I either want you, if I follow you to be really damn good, Hey, this team has a chance. You don't have to win it, but you've got a real, real chance or you get really bad to get good. 
The Wolves. I think the Wolves are on the right track. And if they miss the playoffs, I don't care now. I feel like this Vikings team, though, is if you were to say the if you were to say the wild is just awful, but it's the ground floor of tearing it down. And the um, the twins are going in the right direction, okay? I feel like the Vikings are just sort of in that middle floating region of well, we might make the playoffs and we might be pretty good, but we might not be too. And I, this word is probably too strong, but it sort of feels when I watch this team consistently, it sort of feels after a game like week two in Green Bay or the Kansas City game, a bit on the hopeless side of, okay, but what are you doing? Like, where are you going? It feels sort of stuck. The most stuck in the in the Minnesota sports scene. Almost did it. No, Mill, Minnesota. Um, okay, the wolf, the Wolves. I think have a superstar player and are a lot. They're a ways away, but I like the direction they're going, and they do, and they do not feel stuck. The Wild's just bad now, so they've gone backwards, and I think that they're going to come to the realization they're going to have to make trades and and build here. The Twins, I think, I actually like what they're doing. So yes, the most the most stuck is. My que- I guess my question would be to the Vikings, what's your plan? And if they said Super Bowl, I would say, but you really think you're going there? Yeah. I don't so know. yes. So yes. They feel, I mean, in that building, they feel they, the most stuck. In that building. Of you, the four major almost, men's teams. In that building, you almost have to believe that. Like, just to keep yourself sure, motivated. Sure, but if we were to all to do shots day, but, of truth serum. Sure. If we were to sit down and smoke a bowl of truth serum, which I don't know <laughs> if that, you can do or can't do. Does that do. come in smoke a bowl form now? I did not know that. <laughs> I that didn't know that at all. But let's say it did. Let's <laughs> say that this? you could get get do they, the... Do they provide edibles? Get, <laughs> let's say that you could get them out, and it was me and Zim and Rick Spielman and the entire Viking staff. Can I get it in gummy form? It's a breaking news segment here now. Can you bake it into a brownie? Well, let's say you could. <laughs> So that they could come clean, because you're right on their... Oh, trust this brownie. Truth oh. serum brownies. Oh, man, are you stuck? <laughs> oh, dude, you can't believe what I just saw. You're stuck. You're asking me who I think is most stuck? Well, yeah, and do you, do you share the... Do you see something about this team that screams, I think that they are going in the right direction of a championship? You know, last week, we, we talked about this a little bit. Um, and Mackie said that he asked us, would you give this team a chance to win a Super Bowl? And you said no, and you, you laid out a pretty good case of why, and you listed four, I think it was four teams in the NFC who you think, and I, probably to any educated football observer, are better than the Minnesota Vikings at this point, at this stage in the season. And I said, yeah, you're, you're right. You're 100% right about that, but I've seen the fourth best team in a conference get hot at the right time, win some games people weren't expecting them to, and go on to win a Super Bowl. And I said, yeah, I think the Vikings are good enough to, to pull off that kind of run. They're not the best team in the NFC right. or the best team in the NFL, but I do think that the talent is here to pull off that kind of run. I backed off that a little bit after the loss to Kansas City on Sunday and because of the way that they lost. And basically, a failure, failures in every phase of the football team. Coaching, special teams, offense, defense, and multiple failures within some of those units. Actually, all those units. Mm -hmm. It took me a second to think about it, but literally multiple failures in all four of those units across the board. That's not a team when you when you have games like that, that that that's just not a team that I think can show up and knock off an undefeated 
49ers team in San Francisco or knock off the Saints mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Like that's that's a tall task. You're asking a lot from a football team who has failures in every phase of its team to go on that type of run and pull off that many upsets to come home with the Lombardi trophy. So I've I've backed off that a little bit. And if you had gone in there and just got your drawers blown off, okay? Then you might say, well, they're just not that good. I mean, they're just not that good. You know, they're, they're a bad team, or they're they're not what we thought when they beat four mediocre to bad teams. But you know, week two and Sunday, Rami to me are are where I really feel that they're stuck, which is they had chances to win. Those were very close games. Those were winnable games. Those were those were if you had a team that would that had the ability to take that next step, you probably win both those games, but you didn't. So the fact that they lost close games in which they were in, and as you just said, and you're right, the failures are what cost you. That's where it feels like, oh, okay, this isn't this isn't going this isn't that next step. This is a team that sort of it might be a playoff team. But do I really see you in the dead of winter going on the road, for instance, and possibly playing at Lambeau Field and going in and beating the Packers? Can't say I feel that, no. But if you're asking me who is the most stuck in this in this city sports scene, yep. I like the direction that they're going in. But as of and until I see the fruits of that labor and of that plan, I still gotta I still gotta say that the Timberwolves are stuck right there in the middle. Until and I like what Garrison Rosas is selling. I like what Ryan Saunders is selling. There's nothing not to like about Cat at this point. But just because you have that superstar player doesn't mean that your franchise is necessarily moving forward and moving and moving up the ranks of, right. of the power rankings in, in the NBA. It's going to take a plan and executing that plan and putting the right pieces around him or developing the right pieces around him from the pieces that you have here right now. But that's a team that is not good enough to get into the, into the discussion of a high lottery pick. It's not good enough to talk about getting in the discussion of one of the better teams in the West – they're right on the fringe of the playoff picture, and I again until I see what the next step is in the development of this franchise, right. I can't say that they're further ahead or any less stuck than the Minnesota Vikings. I, I'm not ready to take that leap yet. The one thing I'd say about the Wolves' predicament right now, and this is a, a definite jury is still out on it, is this Gerson. What can Gerson do? Because I don't know. It's like when. Uh, Falvey came in for the Twins. We didn't know, and he did a very good job so far. So I guess I'm willing to give the, the benefit of the doubt to the new executive a little bit as well as far as the building process goes. With Rick, and it's not that Rick is bad, but I pretty much know what Rick is going to do. And so I don't know that he's the guy or, or that this is the current uh, structure right now to say, okay, this didn't work, let's try again. And that they're going to get the things right. I get. I think I'm giving the Wolves and Gerson credit for the unknown. You're giving them more benefit. Of I'm the giving doubt. them yes. And the unknown is you've got Cat to build around. You've got ideas that we haven't seen unveiled yet. What are they? Yeah, I I get where you're coming I, from. I, I, I see just, your point too. I need to see. I need yeah. to see the well, next step. And believe me, the Wolves have been so far behind for so long. And that's the other thing. That it makes it difficult. There's a lot I'm of ground. There's a lot of ground to make up. Hey, the Vikings deserve credit for it, it's been if you go through their history, especially since probably when Bud took over in 67, there have been very few stinker terrible years. 
This brings me to an interesting question, though, about the Minnesota Vikings that I want to ask you, Judd, and you at 651-646-8255. If they are where you say they are, Judd, and there's really no moving from that, the next course of action for this Vikings franchise is going to be crucial in terms of the next few years of Vikings football. It could be a garage sale. And I want to talk about that right after this on Mac and Judd with Robbie on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Hey guys, it's Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. I want to talk to all you business owners out there. I've been a business owner myself. I know what goes into it. You love the ups and you love the elations, but you're also grinding on a daily basis, solving problems, taking care of employees, and sometimes even being around your employees more than your own family. So it helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running said business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You get a face-to-face relationship, and you get over a century of experience in Federated helping businesses become as successful as they can be. It's a Minnesota-based company down in Owatonna, and their website is a very powerful tool for all of you business owners, federatedinsurance.com to find out about the industries that Federated protects and federatedinsurance.com to find your Federated marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Score North Live. It's not Score North Live. That's the other show I host here. Wow. Yeah, I know. Whoa. Wow. The four to six. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Alrighty then. No, that's the show I host weekdays, noon to two. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami. That's you. Right Right here. Your name. You just forgot the name of a show that you're in. Yes. It it literally has has my name name in it. it. Yeah. And you're just like generic. Hey, welcome back to Ventline. You guys have no idea how how, like over the moon I was when I got this job. And I was like, my name is in a show. And And now you forgot. And now I just forgot the name of the show. You just don't care about it. Score North Live. No, Score North North Live is weekdays, noon to two here on 1500scorenorth.com. If you would like to apply for Rami's spot. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that show, but you just recited the name of a generic, you know. I'm sorry. Welcome to Score North Live, 1500 AM. I am faceless, nameless. It's been a long day, all right? Mackie and Judd with Rami. That's that's a t-shirt. It's been a long day. I've had a long day. Was it a long day? Yeah. What do you mean, how was it a long day? How was this a long day? Were you guys not here? No, actually, I wasn't. No, he wasn't. Oh, he was yeah, on that's right. This, okay, this joker was on a... I was here, but... That, okay, I had to get up at 7.30 today instead of 8.15 or whatever. I got up at 6. Well, 6 in the morning, man. Okay, before oh, we get back to sports, why, why did you get up at 6? Because I got to walk the dog. I got to get my workout in. I got to get my show prep in. You think Sounds this like just you happens? Problem. You think greatness like this Certainly just happens? I just wake up looking like this and making great content? Yes. Skip the workout. Let the dog <laughs> pee in the house or whatever. And now I've taken care of your problems, floors, right? Yeah, let me just clean it up. What about the guns, though? I got to work on the I guns. Sk- I said skip the workout. Oh no, man, skip the workout. Can't do, do the workout here. Do the workout. Here. Yeah, you got like tables you can do like push-ups on, or <laughs> bring resistance bands yeah. with me to work. And preparation-wise, <laughs> last be night the weirdest thing to happen. Flip, here. flip on right Mac, here. flip on Mac, and then come in and talk about the <laughs> Mac games you watched yes. last night. What See those the, Western Michigan Broncos? No, I didn't. Who, who would, who would watch great. that? But I'm how, how weird would it be if every commercial oh, break 
I just stood up and started like and doing curls with my resistance bands. You could do it during the segment because you're on radio. No one's watching you. They're only listening. I'll get out. Never know. Do you know how many weird people I've worked with? It'd be like the least weird thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I worked in a newspaper and then I've been in radio since for the last eight years. That would not be the even we'll close. We'll tell you some of the stories. Yeah, during exactly. the break. You don't have to name any names. What's the weirdest habit a coworker of yours had? I don't think you can say what that is on air. No, I can't. (laughs) What? No, I don't think you can. Did somebody Louis C.K. you? What are you talking about? Can we move on with Score North Live? This show (laughs) is going so well. Let's go back to Score North Live or whatever show we're on at this point. Yeah, Score North Live. It's Mackie and Judd with Robbie, right? This is it. I'm turning it off. My name is in it. Don't don't mess that up. But uh, the question... (laughs) The question... The question I want to ask you, Judd, based on the the conversation (laughs) we were just having in the first segment, and you saying the Vikings are the most stuck team... In the NFL or in in the city of Minnesota, yeah, and that's, in the state of Minnesota, and I don't mean that they're the Good worst God. team. Just to be clear, I'm just the saying stuck. I'm just saying they're sort of stuck in their predicament, and I don't see where the move, where the next move is. Well, unless they get bad, like you said, they they had Super Bowl in mind when they paid Kirk Cousins what they paid Kirk Correct. Cousins. Yes, sir. and now you're in year two of that three year window, and if they're as if they're as stuck and stay as stuck as as you think they are for the remainder of this season mm-hmm. and end up just a middling football team mm-hmm. who maybe gets in the playoffs and is quickly ousted you are at a crossroads at a franchise in terms of you've spent the first two years of this Kirk Cousins era where you pushed all your chips to the center of the table do you start planning for the post Kirk Cousins era and unstuck yourself that way? Or do you push more chips to the center of the table and keep pouring resources into winning a Super Bowl now in this window in which you've signed Kirk Cousins? All right, let's go through those questions. How do you propose? So let's say that Kirk's going into year three of his contract last year. What can I do? Because I, I would, if the answer was you try and unstick yourself short term to pursue that Super Bowl, then that's where I think you, you probably ponied up a few weeks ago before the trade deadline and made the uh, Jalen Ramsey deal, which would have sent a couple of first round picks. But think about this: think about this defense with that guy. The Rams, I, I think their complexion of the Rams has completely changed because of that trade. So my sense is that they are going to go in the direction of if this is a middling wild card one and done football team that they are very much going to have to examine the options at least at least begin to of replacing cousins not for next year but what that plan is going to look like yeah i mean you can start because up- you could have made the jalen ramsey all in bleep it we are going for right. it because if we were talking about him right now in that secondary and i know we would have hurt as far as compensation going to jacksonville but think about how differently we're talking about because I think you win. I think if you have Jalen Ramsey at quarterback on Sunday in KC, I think you win that game, don't you? Probably, yeah. I don't think you get done like they got done in in the past game. So unfortunately, my sense is that they are going to have to default to a plan that somebody, either the current administration or the one that replaces them, is looking long and hard about what their options are. Uh, to try and hit the ground running as much as you can in 2021. 
Or you can start to unload as many veteran contracts sure. as you can possibly unload That's what I'm saying. via trade yeah. and, and just That's cutting guys with those who can Because you're not going to cut Kirk. Kirk's going to be here, but yeah, there Kirk could is be guaranteed. But there could be a plan in there could be a plan in place and attempted progress to what you just said being made in two thousand twenty in twenty one that acknowledges the fact that this Kirk plan didn't really work. Or you can start compiling assets that help you or trying to acquire assets that, that help you now and make one last push. In the Kirk Cousins era. But what is that? If you didn't do a guy if like Ramsey, if you didn't go get him, what does that look like? I need to see what the free agent class is going to look like and what the, and your salary cap what the Vikings salary cap situation is going to look like this year. Is it as tight as it was last year? I think it's going to be a Are little... Are they as stuck as they were last year in I, terms of free agents? I don't think they're going to be as stuck, but I think as long as you've got that Cousins contract on your books, it becomes far more difficult. You know, the good... That's the great thing of if you draft a quarterback, you've got that basically what four four plus years to sort of play with, and they don't have that. So I don't think they're going to be as stuck, but I don't think it's all of a sudden a windfall of oh we've got all this cash and now we can go pursue defensive tackles and we can go pursue cornerbacks because I don't see how you're right. I, I don't I don't see what assets you can acquire or pour into this team to get much more out of them. Like if Kirk Cousins. And the cast of characters around him, two years straight, produced a middling NFL football season that one year missed the playoffs, and in year two, we'll see what happens. But like we've said, they're at best a borderline wild card playoff team who who isn't going to make a deep run. I don't, I don't I don't know. Like you can change head coaches if you want. That that's a drastic change you can make. That the salary cap doesn't really restrict you. You don't have sure. to trade players you have on your roster. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't really know what you do to, to, but if you change coaches, then, then you're almost certainly going to change offensive, uh, personnel coordinator coaches. If I change coaches, I'm bringing in an offensive minded head coach who just takes this thing over. But now you've got cousins essentially in Minnesota working on his third offense in three years and adjusting to that. And I don't know how quickly he does that. It just seems this goes back to what I'm saying by, by the word stuck. I don't mean you're destined to be bad. I just mean it. Fe- it feels lo- like you're in very close quarters, and it's hard to move. There doesn't feel like a lot of freedom here, if that makes any the sense. The move is tanking. That's what guys like Miguel want, and that's what I told him. You, I don't you, think you, you can do because you you're not do bad that, enough. You can't do that mid season, but I think in the off season you can start the process of tanking and tear it apart, trading veterans, cutting veterans. Go ahead and use the top draft pick that you have on Kirk's eventual replacement. But then you probably fire the head coach, correct? And you probably fire the head coach, yeah. Um, unless you decide that Mike Zimmer is the guy who's going to lead this next don't phase era of Vikings football, which I, I, don't I can't see him wanting to do. I that. can't see that either. No. no, and he's a defensive guy, and there's no way if, if if you do your plan, Rami. I don't see any way that you then come back and say, and you know what, we're going to emphasize again, really, really, in this second go around. Defense. I think, to what you said, you're going to say the way of this league now is to try and get as good of offensive mind as we can possibly get. Right. I mean, you can hire a, a defensive-minded head coach. It, it can work. But if you're already doing that now with Mike Zimmer and yeah. not getting anywhere, and you're making one last-ditch effort in this Kirk Cousins era to try and get whatever you can in, in the final year and maybe make a push for a Super Bowl, I don't see... How you're making a step, a move forward if you go and get another defensive minded head coach? Agreed. It just doesn't Com- make completely sense. Completely agree. It makes no sense. No, whatsoever. you. 
I think under the scenario that you're discussing, I think your best play would be to go probably find the best possible young offensive mind again that you can draft that quarterback, have Cousins start, because I am all for, I am a, and, and I, I know it's tough now, but I'm a huge advocate of if you can do it, have the veteran quarterback start, the young kid sit and learn. And then year two, young kid plays. And there's lots of folks who say, you can't do that. You got to play a guy if you draft him. And I say, no, hogwash. This is a very tough league. And if you can have a kid learn and go to meetings and absorb, because the stuff from college football to pros is so great. It's so big that I would much prefer to, to have a drafted quarterback come in, if possible. It's not always possible. But if possible, and absorb and learn as much as that person can, and then year two say, okay, now we feel that you're probably prepared to play. And I've thrown this out there before. I know Kirk Cousins has a no-trade clause in his contract. I might go to him and say, hey, man, we're not really trying to win in this third year, and we'd like to trade you. And if he says, no, I'm not waiving my no-trade clause, I say, well, you might get benched. You think you're going to get that next big contract you're looking for? If you had benched, I like it. You might want to waive that no I trade. I like this, clause. Rami. And when I threw that out there earlier in the season, throat, Pat laughed at me and said, "Who's trading for Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins keeps throwing up numbers like he has the last five weeks. You'll find somebody who wants that guy at quarterback." The amount of teams that are desperate for quarterback play, for decent ones, is off the charts. Yes, it's a come on. Now I, Pat, what Pat said to you on the surface makes sense. But when you see well, when I the names it, of starters, he was terrible. I said this after well, the Bears game. But I just, I just look at the names of starters right now, in some places, and say to myself, "Yeah, you know what? That seems desperate. Completely desperate." You'll find somebody who would yes. take Kirk Cousins off your hands if you played hardball with him and told him wave the no trade. And I clause, wish this team was good; it'd be far more benched. fun. But I just don't know. My problem with this team now, again after Sunday, is I have no idea what to make of them, but it doesn't feel like when they're tested against good teams that you see enough to say championship-caliber football team. And it feels like it's sliding backwards. Defense right. is sliding backwards, yeah. right? Pass defense against good teams, sliding way backwards. That's the biggest problem. And sometimes against not good teams. The Here's, the, here's my thing that sort of scared me is not the right word, sort of freaked me out about the Vikings. Washington. And here's why. Washington's personnel is really bad. Like, mm-hmm. Washington does not have... But I think they've got decent coaching. And they came in with, on both sides of the football, a game plan where if they were a halfway decent team, and, and if Keenum hadn't got hurt late in the first half, Rami, I think Washington either wins that game or it's incredibly close. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And, I agree with you. Case Keenum was slicing and dicing yes. that secondary before he got hurt. And and the Philadelphia game, and their secondary was a mess. But the Philadelphia game, their game plan, especially defensively, was absolutely awful. But if it hadn't been, I think that's a close game. And so now there's all of these things I see, and I'm like, well, how do I interpret this? What do I make of this, right? And then you go play Kansas City, which is a good team. And they can execute these things, and you lose. Week two, Green Bay, they can execute those things. And it's not that the Chiefs or the Packers are off the charts, great Super Bowl teams, but they're pretty damn good, and they both beat you. And But the Washington one really, really got to me because I'm watching their 
ideas, their schemes, and the personnel can't execute it exactly. But you're saying to yourself, if they did, this could have been a Washington win. Yeah. That was not a game where I said, oh, man, domination. No, I think it was a 10-point game at halftime. Yes. And Case Keenum had a damn near perfect QB rating. But if you were watching the rest of that team, you're like, this team's really bad. Yeah. They're crap. And they're still in this game. Why? Right. And it's because they had ideas that were maybe better than your ideas. Yes. That's disturbing. And, and you had cornerbacks. That's the word, disturbing. And you had cornerbacks who Case Keenum was really happy about throwing at. Like, yeah. Really, really happy. Including 29. <laughs> yes. And then and then Andy Reid comes back in the Kansas City game, and it's like, oh, 29, forget him. There's 26. And he got burned time and time again. Yeah. You know what I like about you, Judd, though? What's that? Even keel. You don't lose your mind about I, this stuff. I never get upset. You're not getting crazy. I never get upset. Unlike one Cleveland radio host. What I got it. Just gotta don't bring this. up the wild. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get not his, anymore. No, yeah. I'm was calm there a time? Now. Was oh, there a yeah. time where he would blow his top over oh, the wild? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I'm calm now because I accept the fact they. Stink. I don't. I don't think Judd at his angriest has no. anything on this guy. We're going to hear from next. This is amazing. Yes. And my question is. Have you ever been this mad about anything? And you'll hear what I'm talking about right after this. Mackie and Judd with Rami. That's the show on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Well, Mackie here. Now, I've been talking about the new lineup of award-winning TCL TVs with superior 4K picture quality and Dolby Vision. And now, TCL has new sound bars. The TCL Alto soundbar, simple to set up and with available wireless subwoofers, TCL creates a truly immersive viewing and listening experience. The TCL Alto soundbars provide precision playback for any TV, and they play music from smartphones and laptops. TCL brings you excellent picture quality, sleek design, and stunning resolution, and now the TCL Alto soundbars deliver superb sound all at an affordable cost. The TCL Roku TV has endless entertainment with easy access to over a half million TV episodes and movies and thousands of streaming channels. I experience TCL daily with the TVs in the Scorner Studios. Everything looks great, but sports look especially amazing. TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand and available at major retailers everywhere. Learn more at TCLUSA.com. Jonathan here with the Score North Download, brought to you by Tondrick Financial. Download the Score North mobile app and make sure you register for listening rewards. This month, one lucky app user will win a $200 Visa gift card just for having the mobile app. Just download the app, register the app, and enter through listening rewards. If you're wondering how this comment went down with Kirk Cousins, this was Zimmer Monday after the Vikings loss. On those final two drives, do you like looking back at those now, is pressure a factor there and just not being able to get anything done? See, like, I happened to watch Kirk's press conference after the game, and he gave up way too much information. You're wondering how that went down? Well, here's Kirk today in his midweek press conference. Did he do what I said he should? Uh, here you go, Rami. I'm pretty analytical, you know, and some would say to a fault. But uh, it's a thinking Coming. man's game, and quarterback position is a pretty analytical position to begin with. So it's a, it's a strength of mine to go back, point to what went wrong, really try to simplify it, boil it down to what I can fix and fix it. You know, sounds like I may have given you guys a little too much on, uh, on Sunday. I, I try to, uh, you know, talk football with you as much as I can. Many times I actually feel like I have to hold it back, and, and I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about because I really don't. Yeah, seems right. like uh, Rami's pettiness plan has worked. I actually like that. So do that's, I. That's probably, I'm a fan of Turbo Snark, uh, Kirk Cousins. I think that's the, the best answer Kirk Cousins has ever given to a reporter. Yeah, it's good. So he's now saying, when I don't tell you anything after our next game, blame Zim, blame not Zim. me. Yeah, and he's that's right. That's been your score on that one. Now back 
to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North Live on 1500scorenorth.com. <laughs> Score North mobile app. It's unbelievable. We'll get there one day. Kidding. Maybe. Kidding. No, no, we won't. That's the Noon to Two show. Guys, I'm just trying to sure? find a way to plug that show. All Are right. you sure that's We're the Noon to Two trying show? Trying to build something there. Um, and I, I talked about this earlier on that on that very same show with Danny, who knows this guy we're about to talk about. Used to work with him. Okay. His name is Ken Carmen from uh, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. You know Ken? Are you familiar with never, Ken? Never had a Ken in my life. Neither, neither had I, I until this clip went viral yesterday. Okay. After he guaranteed that the Browns would win last week's game, why you would go on the radio and guarantee a Browns victory is beyond me, yeah. but... Uh, that was apparently the last straw for Ken Carmen on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Because I said what I said, and it's my freaking fault for having any faith whatsoever in you. I should never, ever do it again. I should never have faith ever again. I should line up and be like the predecessors before me and be nasty and mean-spirited and angry over the entire thing every single time we wish out one of these quarterbacks that will hopefully sink us from the hell that we have created for ourselves throughout this entire time and have us have this happen yet again. More saviors, more societies, the same damn the same thing. The emperor no longer has clothes. <laughs> Wowza. I love that. The way that ends. By the way, he was definitely trying to say messiahs, right? Yeah, I think but, so. But, that, but said messiahs in his blood. Well, he was on a roll. You don't want to stop him, though. That guy had the red mist. He was just ready to fire. He might have. You did not want to get in the way of that runaway here's, here's the most rant. Im- here's the most impressive part about that. And I didn't catch this until a tweeter pointed this out to me yesterday. That was at 6.20 in the morning. That guy's fired up, ready to go <laughs> right away. That was at 6.20 a.m. John, I've never... Actually, you know what? That wouldn't be that tough, because my guess is that it was is that he came right to work from the bar, which would be around the time that if you've been out drinking all night, and I can tell you, because I've heard this from other people who have done it, that you get very mad. And Danny says that this... that You've heard from other people? Don't laugh at me. Danny says that that's legit. <laughs> that that's not... Because there are guys in our industry who feign outrage and, and anger. They can and turn it on and turn it, it off. Exactly. Danny yeah. says that that was... that's one. He knows him. And he said that's 100% real. That's who Ken is. And on the one hand, I respect that. Like, that's passion, dude. And that is energy that I, ne- I don't have at any time of day. Certainly not at 6.20 in the morning. Like, I'm running out of gas because I woke up at 6 in the morning today right now. But poor you. Not only that, but in the name of the show, Judd. I don't know that I've ever been that mad about anything. Period. Ever in my life, not just sports related. I don't think I've ever been that mad. Have you ever been that mad about something? Oh, sure. That's a level of outrage that I don't know I ever have, nor can I reach. Well, I think I got that mad about the wild a couple of times. Maybe not. <laughs> really. Oh, Maybe yeah, air, I've but... pounded tables. I've been very upset. Yeah, I think yeah. I've been that mad. I mean, that's, uh, that's, I don't, wouldn't want to get that mad a lot because it might be bad for your heart. Oh, it can't but, be good for you. But I would say I've probably been that, that upset about the wild or, or a couple of things since I started here. Yeah, that was, that's probably, <laughs> that, that's a quality meltdown though. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm very I'm impressed. In fact, Cunningham gave an impassioned on, on our, um, Bentline Wednesday rants, which we each do a rant about something around the uh, National Football League that's bothering us. 
Cunningham gave a very impassioned, well-thought-out rant about his Browns, too. So I think Browns fans, I think that they legitimately thought that this was going to be different, to which I told Danny, I said, why didn't, dude, I tried to tell you all summer that this might not be different. Like, why didn't this you is, consult your past? No, I said, why didn't you talk to Sports Dad? He could have told you that you were going to get this. Uh, but I, I think Cunningham and this guy, I think that there was a very, there's a very bizarre feeling that this was just going to all of a sudden turn out great. And so they're legitimately, I, they're legitimately either angry or almost like hurt that the Browns are so bad. I think if I were a Browns fan, I would just be so, and I have my own problems in my sports world, but nothing like the Browns. Like no. that's, that's a level. No, no, no. That's no. a level of dysfunction and failure that not many fan bases can relate to. You've been to Super Bowls. But I, I think I'd just, I'd be so downtrodden. There's no way I could dial up that kind of anger. Like at this point, I'm just. I'm almost resigned to our fate. Aren't, yes. Isn't that the point you get That's to what if I told you're a Browns him. fan? Well, and you hired Freddie Kitchens. Like, why did you think a guy who was, I believe, Actually, the running backs coach? When they made that hire, I liked that hire. See, I, but I lie. said to myself, let's hold on a second here. And then they got players, but when they got OBJ, I said, okay, this was, uh, I, I remember when I was a kid and a team would go get a, a star player or two, I'd always be like, this is awesome. They're going to be great. And then I realized, okay, no, they're really like playing fantasy football or rotisserie baseball. It's not real. No, I'm serious. Like, OBJ, you got OBJ. Okay, that's Odell Beckham's a really good player, but it might not work. Like, there's nothing that says it's for sure going to work. But I think the anger and the venom there is real, and it just it amazes me because it's a second-year quarterback, and how many quarterbacks in this league still fail? But, um, yeah, that's a level at 620. My guess is he was coming from the bar. You think so? That's really angry. I don't think you could wake up, roll out of bed. I hear stuff like that. I don't know. And for a second, I, I question if I even belong in this industry because I just don't care enough. Like, I just don't care enough to get that mad about something, especially. No, you didn't in the- watch Matching last night. <laughs> I do care enough, but I don't know if I'd have the ability to do it on air, or the willingness to do it on air. Oh, it's fun to do it on air. You've had a meltdown like that off the air? Over at, sports? At home, yeah. Over sports? Yeah. About soccer? Probably. Yeah. Well, definitely about soccer. I mean, yeah. Like, dude, the the most upset. Well, the Vikings you, back you when cried, I was in college, Rami? Yeah. I've cried, you, yeah. Well, that's Did just you a say difference. you had a meltdown about a Cubs player on air? Not like that. It was Terrence Gore. That was a pretty good meltdown. Not like that. You were still mad. Yes. You hushed your hosts and said, I need the floor right now. <laughs> That's a well, pretty good way, meltdown. Why haven't you gotten us this audio? I did. I said, to, dude, it was part of the package I sent to Mackie Phil's when I applied it. for the job. He Phil has pl- it. Phil played it for me. Just hiding this? Come he on. basically tells his host, shut up, I'm going to talk now. And then he do, you goes, still, do you have it on that computer no, in front of you? Oh. I think it's on my computer at home. He goes all in on Terrence Gore, and it's actually really good. I need to hear this. Like It's 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 funny, but yet it's, I think, it's legit. I think at one point I said he looks like a 12-year-old kid. It would be nice if he could actually hit like one. <laughs> Yeah! Wow! So just because you just because you didn't Savage, slam, but, Rami. but just because he didn't slam the desk, it was still vicious. But the level, like you just called an adult male a twelve-year-old boy and said he couldn't even hit like one. Google like, Terrence Gore and then Google his stats. Yeah, you're pretty, all right. You're pretty much right. You're getting me into that state of mind See? again. Now he's getting mad again. Okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, yeah, that's fair. I think the guy literally Sorry, man. has more stolen bases than hits. See how mad you're getting right now. This is years after the fact, so don't tell me you've never gotten really upset. And then he's he's only up there to look at pitches. He's just up there to look at pitches. That's the old, Madden was out of pinch hitters. 
And he told Terrence Gore, just go up there. Terrence Gore, can I join him with the Angels now? Look at pitches. <laughs> can he go to the Angels? Hope they walk you. It gets to a 3-2 count, and this dude is swinging at a ball in the dirt. Like, I love I love it. See? Right? Good job, Jonathan. You got, him, you got him all worked out. I never, I could never get that oh, mad. Terrence Gore sucks! I'm not like this Cleveland guy. I've never got, done that. We got people driving around the Twin Cities right now being like, years. who the hell is Terrence Gore to? You're mad about somebody that nobody knows. There's a reason you don't know him. It's a good meltdown, though. I enjoyed it. But I didn't reach that level of rage. Or maybe my voice just didn't get to that point. That's what I was going to say. I think your voice didn't get to that point, and you probably didn't pound the table. But besides that, you told your... The emperor your... no longer wears clothes! What you had to say was at that level. Yes. Yeah, there's as probably... As I said, he told his co-host to shut up. There's probably as not. much venom in vitriol. Yeah, <laughs> so you reach it. You just reached a different version. I guess. I have a different way of expressing it. Yeah. All right. Play it one more time if we got time. Can you play it one more time, Jonathan? Yeah, we got time. Because I said what I said, and it's my freaking fault for having any faith whatsoever in you i should never ever do it again i should never have faith ever again i should line up and be like the predecessors before me and be nasty and mean-spirited and angry over the entire thing every single time we wish out one of these quarterbacks that will hopefully sink us from the hell that we have created for ourselves throughout this entire time and have us have this happen yet again how far away more saviors, more societies, <laughs> the same damn actions. He's the crust the of same me. thing. The emperor no longer has clothes. <laughs> I loved how there's moments where you thought it would just like dip down. Going and dip down, down. But he kept just no, like, like kept no, I'm going to keep there, going. Man. He kept, kept it up higher there. How far away from the mic do you think he was at, at peak ramp? Enough to still bang the table. Right. So arm's length, probably. So he's like probably two and a half feet. Because he's not. Because if you're too close, it's going to start, um, popping. start popping, popping, right? Popping, yeah, yeah, cracking. I'm talking. I'm about th- two and a half feet. I know so you can probably uh, that yeah. level. Yeah, I think so. The emperor no longer wears clothes. Yeah, that's perfect. Is that about, that's about right. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So clearly he's he has as gangly of arms as you do. <laughs> and by the way, we're like a CSI radio unit trying to recreate the rant. I, I'm not criticizing Ken. That was a great rant. I'm oh, just yeah. saying I can't I can't dial that up, man. Yeah, until yeah, yeah. I just I can't dial you did. that up. You did, believe me. I did. guess. Yeah, you guys. You reminded me of a time where I kind of did. All right, we'll hit a quick break. Cat was pushed to that limit and beyond a week ago, and now he's talking about it for the first time. We'll talk about that right after this. Mackie and Judd with Rami on fifteen hundred scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Stick a thumb in any orifice you can find. <laughs> TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. <laughs> wow. Without context, I'd really like to remember where that one came from. Funny because it came from the same conversation we're about to have. Well, Jonathan, if, I, if we could talk here off the air for a second, it's my duty to inform you that you've—you're uh, not going to get that watch that comes from the five years. All I was talking about was fighting strategy. Joel Embiid's fighting tactics. Yes, ding ding ding. Thank you. When Cat went at it last week. Wow. Wow. The Score North. Live 
driver's lit today. <laughs> Those drops usually don't get me like this. That one got me. That caught me off guard. Hey, hour two of Mackie and Judd with Robbie on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. And the Score North mobile app later this hour will uh, give you in other news at 520. We'll take a break from the hard-hitting sports talk and bring you some of the weird and wacky news from around the world and wrap with Royce. At 5.40, but uh, for the first time since that melee between uh, Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns, Towns is speaking. After the game, all he would say was, hey, it's a competitive game, competitive game. That, that was the only answer that he was giving in uh, in the aftermath of that fight. Well, yesterday at the first practice that they had um, since then, he said, game is game, basketball is basketball. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's the quote after the, uh, the actual game. What he said yesterday was... Uh, that he's going to stand up for himself and that he's he's not going to take stuff like what he uh, has been taking from Joel Embiid over the years, Judd. Mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. I think I know the answer to A. Is that a good thing? But B, are you buying it? Are you buying that Carl Anthony Towns is uh, now not one to be messed with, not one to be bullied, or was this just one incident of Joel Embiid getting under his skin to the point where he felt he needed to throw those hands? Oh boy, uh, a I like what he did. I think it was um, it was high time and probably past time to do that. Uh, B I will believe it when I see it. If if he's going to change consistently there, and and C although you didn't offer that as an option, I think the other really important thing here too is ultimately what's the payoff here? What does it mean? And it. <laughs> It's not that you can't just not get pushed around. It's that can you now come back and win those games and beat those teams and beat those players. And I don't mean beat them up. I mean win the games. You know, you still went into a year ago, January, you went in uh, to Philadelphia with Jimmy Butler playing and got smoked and got embarrassed. And you sort of left with your tail between your legs and you were embarrassed and you slinked off the floor and it was like, okay, that didn't serve a purpose. And so... I like the fact that this time the Wolves are losing. Embiid is pretty much, I think, probably being typical Embiid, bully type of guy. And Town says, bleep this. I'm going to stand up for myself and my team. I really like that. But, Rami, I think the next step now becomes, importantly, too, and this is true against Philadelphia, but lots of teams, is does this now lead to a a shift in attitude and in, you know, because if you're, if the next time you stand up for yourself, you're down by 25 again, I'm going to be like, okay, that's, that's not the answer. The answer is, does this entire thing now morph and change into not only defending yourself, defending your team, but you're not down by 25, right? That it's tied or you're up by five or you're up by 20. Mm-hmm. So long winded way of answering your question. I think the most important thing for me now is the wait and see to fully digest what this does and how this changes things to to what you're saying i think the the other the other angle of it is a lot of this is perception right like if if there's if there's the perception and i don't know this to be the to be fact or to be the case but if the perception around the nba is carl anthony towns is quote unquote soft I don't know that one incident changes no. that perception. Like Agreed. if if that's what Cat is going for to change that idea that's out there about him in NBA circles. Yep. I don't know if one incident does that and I don't I don't want Cat going out and getting into a fight every time somebody looks at him crossed 
just to prove that he's he's not a guy to be pulled, not a guy to be bullied, not a guy to be messed with. Can we take this beyond though that fight and, and the actual um, fight itself and broaden this conversation out to be because the important thing I think in doing that, and, and this is what I'm very curious now to see if it continues and actually evolves and develops. Rami is this is his team. Like what he does goes. Mm-hmm. He controls this team. Basketball's a sport where one player, especially a star player, can control, can really dictate terms. And players will follow that. And players will be like, okay, this isn't Wiggy and Cat's team now, or it's not, hey, Jeff Teague's our point guard. This is Carl's team. Mm-hmm. So I, I think to broaden the discussion about what that entire situation meant to me is does Carl now take this and say, that was another in, in a long line of steps of me saying, this is my team. Ryan coaches it. Gerson runs it. But this is my team. When we're on the court. Yes. I'm, you, you follow I'm, me. I'm the floor general. You follow me. I dictate terms here. I am the strength of this team, not only outwardly to the opponent, but also to my teammates. This is what I'm curious about. Is he now taking this team by the lapels, basically? And saying, "This is mine," and everybody, and everything that happens from here trickles down off of what I do, which is, means I don't get pushed around. I don't think there's anybody in that locker room who would question now that this is Cat's team, right? I think but that was, don't you think that that whole thing was a step towards possibly showing that even more so? I don't know that he needed to. I think that that message had already gotten across based on how the Wolves conducted business this off season since Garrison Rosas. Oh, yeah. since Garrison Rosas walked in the building. But I, but. My point being is to his teammates completely to say, oh, you are the man. To put it over the top. Yes. To drive it home. Yeah, maybe. Because Gerson and Ryan, no question. I'm not saying that they... Gerson and, and Ryan wisely have said, hey, if if this team is going to be successful during its current incarnation, it's Cat's baby. But I think your teammates are like, okay, you know, uh, Joel Embiid is uh, basically up by 25 points and mocking you. You can do something about it? I think if this was calculated to any extent by Cat, like coming into that game, if it was in the back of his head, like I'm, I might, I might have to show this joke or something. Like I might, I might have to do something right. about Joel Embiid tonight. I think that was more about proving to people outside his circle in the around the NBA that this is a different cat. Pun very much intended. That this is a different, this is a different type of cat what than yeah. what than what you've seen in previous seasons. I think if there, if like I said, if this was calculated or measured. At all, and it wasn't just a guy losing his temper and throwing fisticuffs. I think that was the intent. That was the message he was trying to send, not not to his own teammates. Although that might have been a little part of I it. I just think it involves everything and and the perception going forward of where this team and Carl in particular wants things to be. Or we're just reading way too much into this. And like I said, it's just a guy who lost his temper. Yeah, but he, oh boy, I think he's a fairly calculated guy. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that he couldn't have gotten mad. I'm sure he did. But I think he's also, I think he's a smart guy. And I think he's calculated enough to know that, hey, if I do this, I might get suspended. But that's fine. It's worth it. Especially once long you're down term. 20. Yeah, and it's worth it long term. And I just, you know... This whole thing when Butler was here and Tibbs was here and the feeling here was so much different and you you had these the these guys that certainly perceived themselves as alpha male types right being in charge 
And it was very like, okay, are you really in charge? Are you just because screaming doesn't make you in charge if you just yell and scream and and uh, stomp around or you try and, and intimidate people, which Jimmy clearly did. So I do, I, I think as this team heads in the direction it wants to go, it's very important now to reestablish or establish the parameters of how it's going to go in a way that probably makes sense to the employees, including the players. And Cat returns to the court tonight. As the uh, Wolves visit the Grizzlies, check out scorenorth.com. As Can I soon complain as about something? Over. Sure. Can yeah. I complain about something? Sure, so I was going to go on Friday, Golden State in town, right? Uh-huh. I'll still see somebody play. Danny Cunningham ran through the lineup, and, and this is guys hurt, too. This is not guys that I don't think it's guys who are being rested because of workload. Um, Golden State's lineup, well, first of all, okay, in some ways it's genius because I think they're going to be absolutely terrible and get a really high draft pick. Oh, yeah, this is exactly what they should be doing. It's completely genius. But now I have no, I have no desire to go to go see Golden State. I think Cunningham named five guys who I've probably heard of. If D'Angelo Russell plays, I've probably heard of one or two. Yeah, it's not a very strong roster right now for the Golden State Warriors. So in some ways, I love it. They've fallen fast. In some ways, I love it because it's very smart because you'll get guys back next year and then they'll be like, "Hey, here's a yeah, high this draft is the, this is the '97 Spurs. Remember, David Robinson gets hurt. You go and get Genius. Tim Duncan the next year, and it started that whole dynasty. David Robinson could come back. No, he's not coming back. <laughs> I told you the two teams, that team and the first uh the first Colts team without Peyton, which would have been what, two thousand eleven? Yeah, I believe. And they just stunk. Oh, and they got Andrew Luck. You go from now it obviously didn't work out the way that they were hoping it would, but you go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. Not bad. With a bad quarterback in between. That's so not bad. Are you then somebody because you're saying you were, you're not going to go to the game because the I'm superstars out. aren't playing. I'm out of Are you State. one of these people who bitches about load management? Because that's a, that's a thing again. Kawhi is sitting out tonight in Milwaukee. They're managing his load uh, to to keep the, the I, lo- I love that term. The, by the stress way. and the work off of his knee. That's what they're listing is can the I, knee. Can I give you my two thoughts? And I can't believe this is still a thing. Like we should all be used to this by now. Okay, my first thought was about four years ago or so. The Wolves opened at home against Memphis. And Memphis was okay at the time. And I swear to God, I think it was the Wolves' second game and Memphis's first or second game here at Target Center. And I'm not kidding you. They rested Mike Conley and Gasol. And I came in to Phil and I said, what's going on? I said, this second game of the season, really? I can't watch these guys. And by the way, because of that, the Grizzlies were non-competitive. The game stunk. That bugged me. Now, I really feel like the NBA, if you buy a ticket and you're surprised, that's your fault, unfortunately, because teams do this constantly. And I don't, in fact, they're not doing it as much now, right? As they were a couple of years ago. I don't know. It's still happening pretty frequently. And this is, and if I buy a ticket to go see the Clippers play, I know very well that I might be buying a ticket to not see Kawhi play. Yeah, you better be ready for that. Like, you better know that's part of the risk when you lay down the money for that ticket. Which means I probably wouldn't buy Clippers tickets. I because think- Kawhi is going to he's going to be handled with kid gloves. And, and right, he should. all the Clippers have to do to defend their tactics is say, look at Toronto. This is exactly what they did with them last year, and they were hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of the season. Does it bother you as, as a fan at all? Not so much, no. From a management perspective, I guess I get it. Yeah. 
I mean, I see where but you're But the coming. second game of the season, it did bother me. And last year, people were up in arms in Milwaukee because not only was Giannis, not only was Giannis sitting out a game when uh, Cleveland... Or, or when the Lakers came to town, LeBron then sat out the game. So a bunch of people who paid to see Giannis versus LeBron, yeah, that stinks. Got neither I one. I do agree that stinks. I agree too, but like that's the NBA can't mandate that guys play. You know what I mean? They can, the first of all, you can just make up an injury if they did try to put a stop to this. Yeah. And and secondly, you're, now you're dictating strategy and how to win basketball, how to win championships. What was the idea that that the NBA came out with a couple of years ago? That was if you are going to do this, that you can rest. That you could rest guys at home, but don't rest them on the road because well, they the asked, road fans they can only see you. They didn't make it a rule because they can't because this is something you almost can't control because, like I said, teams will just fake injuries if it comes to that. But, yeah, they asked players to, if you're going to manage your workload and take nights off, do it at home and not on the road because fans will get multiple chances to see you. I don't like it. I think it stinks for fans, but they, it's been done for so long and nothing's really been done to address it. That if you buy those, if you buy tickets to a Clippers game again, if you buy tickets to a game where they do this, and you're, sh- I can't believe Kawhi's not playing. It's like, yeah, why aren't? You? It, it's like Browns fans. We're going to be great. Well, maybe you won't be great. And I, I agree so, with you. It does. I'm torn. It does stink. But a, I understand why they do it. And b, there isn't really anything the NBA can do about it. So why is this a debate and something that we discuss? Every time it comes up, I saw Mike Greenberg this morning talking to Jalen Rose about this, and he said, "What if they shorten the season to six? Or no, he was talking to Jay Williams. So, what if they shorten oh. the season to sixty games? Yep. Oh, guys are still going to want to be fresher than than guys on the other side of the court. That's a different conversation. And by the still way, going to take days off for hockey and basketball. I love that idea. Sure, I would shorten the season in, in a snap of the fingers. But do you think that's going to stop load management? Absolutely not. Kawhi is still going to want to only play. He'll want to play fifty-two games then, <laughs> so that he could be as fresh as possible come the postseason. Because, and I heard LeBron say this when he was when he first started managing his workload and taking random nights off. So why am I going to bust my ass for eighty-two games to get home court advantage when I can take it in one night? I can go into Boston, win a game, and suddenly we have home court advantage in this series. And, and that's that makes perfect sense to me. When he said it, it was like shining a light on the whole thing. I was like, "Yeah, that's brilliant. Why would you? Why would you work for eighty two weeks to secure something you can secure yeah. or eighty two games?" I don't like it as a fan. I think it stinks, but it makes total sense. But it's been done for so long now that if you are if you are buying tickets thinking that you are automatically going to see the, these guys, then I would suggest that you don't buy tickets to that sport because you know what. In hockey, they don't do it. If you like if you like hockey, unless the guy's hurt, you know you're going to get to see that guy play. So the problem is here, you're just become so used to it. Now, now could they do something where they actually come up with some type of coherent plan where if the guy is hurt, the league needs to see evidence of injury for that guy to sit? I mean, is there always evidence? Like my knee hurts, man. Uh- Okay, like, but you're, but I'm gonna my find. Knee hurts, but but if you, which it does, by the way. Okay, but I'm finding you ten grand because I can't because you can't prove that to. to but me there right isn't now. always proof. Actually, like, no, my not knee, 10 grand, my knee grand. just hurts. Like it's hundred grand. It's just aching. I'm raising the price right now. I don't know what's going on. I think I'm it's the cold the weather. Right <laughs> Score North live off the tracks. <laughs> Absolutely off the track. <laughs> I see it both ways. I'm just. Saying. I see it both ways, and I think it's too bad. But it's been the case now for how long? Ten years. 
At eight least. years. Yeah, something like that. It's been it's been the case for a long time now. So, you know, at some point. Well, and here's the problem, too. At some point in time down the road, if you are going to do that with Cat and it's going to help the Wolves playoff chances, you know, Wolves fans are probably going to be like, okay, that's fine. And the thing I... The thing I always say is, if it takes LeBron James coming to town for you to want to buy an NBA ticket and go watch your NBA team, your gripe is really with your NBA team for not being good enough to just go and watch oh, on any given night. Superstars are fun, though, man, aren't they? I'm sure they Giannis, are. Giannis great. played. Good for Giannis. Yeah. He played. Absolutely. He was fun to watch. Yeah. You know what else is fun? In other news, and we're going to do that right after this, Judd. Do you know what's not fun? Golden State on Friday night. <laughs> no, no. Ah, yes, in other news, midweek, mid-show on Mackie and Judd with Rami, where we take a break from all that hard-hitting sports talk we bring you here on Score North and bring you some of the more weird and wacky news from around the world, including... In other news... Coral Springs, Florida. Now, you guys know I love watching TV, right? You know I love my Netflix, my Hulu, my yep. Amazon Prime. You don't watch Maction. My so HBO I Go. I got much better things to do Jonathan because of all like those Maction outlets night. Maction. Yeah, you're like, no Maction. Last night, went home, watched Mr. Robot. Judd, did you watch The, the Walking last night? Dead. I was watching The Wild, and before that, I was oh, watching The Canadians and Bruins. But my love for TV watching knows its limits Over and knows its boundaries. Okay. And I have my priorities straight. Unlike a 911 ditch dispatch supervisor in South Florida. Those jobs are tough. Who was watching a movie on Netflix while a caller tried to get help oh, after no. someone shot her car's windshield. Oh. Oh, According no. to the Associated Press, an internal affairs investigation found Julie Vidod was watching I Am Mother during the June 9th call. There was a. Th- Do you know that movie, Jonathan? You just made a face like, yeah, that's actually pretty yeah, good. I haven't watched it yet. It's on the it's on my list. What is it? Who's in it? It's a sci-fi movie. Oh, okay. All right. There was a 34-minute delay in the call <laughs> being dispatched yeah. to an officer, according to records. The victim said she called back 16 minutes later before finally just driving herself to the Coral Springs police station after wow. she was told an officer was out of the way. Quote, it was a very hard situation, Guadalupe Herrera said to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. It was a drive-by shooting. My windshield was shattered nobody showed up the call was eventually logged as a suspicious incident instead of a shooting that's suspicious according to the associated press investigators wanted to know how the mistake was made and how the supervisor missed it the investigation found the most used applications on vidod's work computer were netflix hulu and xfinity tv I Am Mother was playing for two hours while Herrera was trying to get help. Vidod is facing discipline for failure to supervise and is expected to receive a two-day suspension. Wait, what? Without what? You don't get fired for police. that? I guess That's not. a fireable offense. She Come was on. The, she was the supervisor. The first person who answered Herrera's call was fired. The second person was first disciplined, then also fired. But the supervisor, who is watching Netflix not for not. two hours, whoa, 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 and apparently most of her work day, what are two people doing? They took the calls. So okay. she was the supervisor. She was the 911 call so station So did they just blow the calls off? And the call off? Like, why didn't they? I, I don't know. Maybe they were all watching I Am Mother. Like, if you're watching a movie on your computer and I take the call, I would still put it up on myself to make sure the police get right. to the, the victim. You would think so. I'm not really worried about you as my supervisor. You're just lazy. Because you do your job, Judd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wow. the humor in this story is that these people well, I, I'm trying to break it down. Did, did not do their job. I'm trying to break this down. <laughs> this is very, very perplexing to me. Why, yeah. 
You know, why are we surprised, though? Here's my question off, off this whole story. Why are we surprised that when we, I mean, and heck, us too, when you give a person a job and then you give them a computer with access to We've all... We've made it way too easy. Yeah, We've I made mean, it way too easy to watch whatever you want at yes, any point Or read whatever you want to read that has nothing to do with your, you know... I mean, people need focus, and we are the most unfocused humans probably in the history of like, being a human. Like every other invention, it was it was invented with uh, good intent. Like, of course. The people who, who made all the internet was a military, made all these right? streaming services, they were thinking, hey, man, people can watch what they want to watch when they want to watch it on their own time because we all have work schedules, we have kids, we have lives, we got to live. And then it gets in the hands of human beings and gets put into application and it is abused and misused. How are like you watching every, Netflix, though? Like every other invention we've ever invented. With that job. I mean, there's probably downtime. Wouldn't you think? There's got to be some downtime. Yes. It is Florida, so... That's true. That, that's a, you know yeah, what? that's a good point, Jonathan. There may not be much But it downtime. is Florida, so it's not surprising. Yeah, that's true. Very true. In other news... In other news, Dateline, as I put the glasses on, Evans, Louisiana. Authorities in Louisiana say a woman who worked at a medical clinic has been arrested for selling fake doctor's notes to high school students so they can get out of class. Awesome. News outlets report, and I do agree with you. Where news, was this lady when I was going to school? News outlets report 52-year-old Belinda Gale Fronden was charged with filing or maintaining false public records. I have to scroll down now. Because, of course, there's a big ad in the middle. Vernon Parish Sheriff Sam Kraft said Fronden was selling medical excuses for $20 a piece. He says two students at Evans High School in Evans, Louisiana, received excuses on 14 occasions. There's a tip-off for you. Deputy said a physician received a call from Vernon Parish School Board about the absence notes. He told deputies that he didn't treat the students, nor did he authorize the excuses. <laughs> Kraft says Fronden worked in a clerical position at the clinic. It's unclear whether Fronden has an attorney. I'm with you. I think that this is awesome. I would have loved for that for that price for twenty bucks. Yeah, man, that's a good deal. That's a really good. That's deal. That's a hell of a deal. That's a really good deal. Now, but and again, you have like a verified doctor's note. But to what you said again. All right. So the intention here of the business transaction to me is pretty good. It's pretty solid, right? Here's the problem, though, and you said this, and you're right. Two students received excuses on fourteen occasions. Like, who is the idiot You're overdoing it. between the adult and student? And you know what? I blame the students, too. But who is the idiot who doesn't say, okay, we got a racket going here. This is a good deal. This is a, We're getting out of class. It's 20 bucks. You know, 2019, that's you not... You used sh- it. That, right. Why Flew would, too close to the sun. Why? Yes. Why? I agree. Why? I don't know. And somebody, why doesn't Frondin or the students be like, you know what? Let's pump the brakes, dude. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to cheat the system, be smart. Exactly. Don't overdo it. Don't overcheat. You're going to get caught. That's when you get caught. When and you, you overcheat. 14. Like, if you're going to do 14, all right, do five of these. So 20 bucks a piece to this Fondin person. Uh, and then just pretend to be your parents a few times. Exactly. And call in and be like, yeah, Billy's exactly. not feeling so great. Exactly. Don't and do this, kids. Don't 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 be skipping say, school. It sounds like you're speaking from experience. No man. Well, no, no, kids. If you're gonna not. if you're gonna skip school, have what I what 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 a sports dad likes to call strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Map this out, plan it out. Is this Get not a calendar but, and like X off the days that you're gonna do? But it? they got lazy. Yeah, they got lazy, and and the person who was orchestrating this, who by the way was making some nice cash on the side, 
Should have said after five times, guys, no. You know what? We're, we're going to wait. There's a theme to in other news stories today, as uh, that leads me into my next one. In other news. This is a first. The so-called Hamburglar. <laughs> what? It's still at large. Remember a few weeks ago when I Mackie did the story about the guy dressed as Ronald McDonald who went in and robbed and McDonald's? Completely scared me. And I said he blew a great opportunity. He should have gone as the Hamburglar and just gone in and said, Burgle, Burgle, Burgle. Well, this isn't quite that, but the so-called Hamburglar is still at large. What she said? Hacking customers' McDonald's app accounts and ordering food on their dime. For some victims, their troubles didn't end there as they were unhappy with how McDonald's handled their cases. Yeah. What a mess, said Deborah Kelly of Peterborough, Ontario. She's unimpressed after the fast food giant mistakenly blamed mystery charges on her account on a technical glitch, not a fraudster. Since February, CBC News has heard from more than 20 people who allege a fraudster somehow infiltrated their McDonald's phone app, which was linked to their debit or credit card, and ordered meals for pickup. In one case in April... More than $2,000 worth of meals was ordered at different McDonald's restaurants in Montreal and all charged to one unsuspecting customer in Toronto. Wait, hold on a second here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. How do you... I got questions, too. How do you not realize $2,000 has been spent? How do you spend $2,000 at McDonald's? How? By the way, how does the bank not stop this? Right. $2,000 spent Thank at McDonald's. Yes. Yeah. Like, hmm, going through our records, $2,000 at McDonald's seems a bit aggressive. What is this, Over a though? couple-day span, that seems it's a bit It's an app. Much. There's a McDonald's app. Okay. And you can order food from the app, and it's connected to your credit or debit card. This is Somebody hacked into idea. their app accounts. Why are you putting your credit card in there? On October 16th, right. someone used Kelly's app to order $34.87 worth of chicken McNuggets and burgers for pickup at a McDonald's in Toronto. Did you literally about- just order all of your chicken nuggets? <laughs> all of them. I don't want anybody for anymore was, for anybody else. Just give me them. That all. was the most astounding thing about the story as I was reading it was the amount of food and money spent on food at McDonald's. Like that's if I'm somebody who, if I'm one of the victims of this, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'm like I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Like <laughs> how did you manage to order two thousand dollars worth of food from a McDonald's? Did you just say I'm buying the I, McDonald's? I think Jonathan's right though. How does this, somebody not? Say, uh, this is highly Seems irregular. Weird. Yeah, we're not going to allow this. And by the way, one more quick thing from this story, and then we'll move on. So this person's at large? Yes, the Hamburglar has not been caught yet. Um, are they still using that creepy clown mask? Remember a few weeks Different ago guy. when I when I said, and you guys, y'all looked at me like I was crazy when I said this, that fast food places in other countries have things we don't have and have stuff yeah. that's tested out there before they oh, bring yeah. it here? Yeah. Um, Jason Wells of Peterborough, because this is all going down in Canada, which is where I learned of all the various fast food items that aren't offered in America, is also disappointed in how McDonald's addressed his case. On April 12th, someone in St. Laurent, Quebec, used his app to order $27.11 worth of chicken burgers and poutine. Well, we don't get poutine because it's popular in Canada. I I love poutine. They love poutine. Oh, I love a good poutine. But their poutine at the McDonald's there has probably been around for a long time. I'd imagine. But the McRib was in, I want to say the McRib when I was younger was in only like Chicago and it, I don't think it came here yeah, for a long time. In certain stores every really? couple of years. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I think you had access to the McRib when you were probably a teenager and, and then we didn't I have it here. Quickly realized that there is not a rib in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's some. Yeah. yeah. That is various pig parts put into a, put into a rib mold. 
My favorite is the McDonald's in Europe that have beer. Do they really? Yes. Yep. They have beer there. Wow. Of course, because they don't obsess about drinking like we do. Do we have to break, Jonathan, or should we do one more in other news story? All right. In other news? My contract says one per week. (laughs) All right. I'll take this. Because you've always got like eight. (laughs) I do. Which is fine. (laughs) My cup running full. Oh, you do? Jonathan, go ahead. Uh, Dateline, Louisiana. Louisiana man has avoided a driving while intoxicated charge by operating an electric-powered shopping cart to get from one bar to another. Brilliant. A news release from Terrebonne Parish Sheriff's Office says 32-year-old, I'm not going to name him, uh, is accused of taking the cart Sunday from Walmart in in Huma to a bar about a half mile away. <laughs> the deputy, you got to be able to power through it, Jonathan. The if you're going to do fa- it, you got to power through it. <laughs> the deputy found the cart parked between two cars in the bar's parking lot. The Sheriff's Office says the... Uh, I told the deputy he thought he might get charged with DWI if he drove his own vehicle from bar to bar. The guy was arrested, nevertheless, and charged with felony, unauthorized use of a movable. It's unclear whether he had an attorney to speak to him. But he didn't get a DUI. No, but he got a felony, unauthorized use of a movable. But he didn't get a DUI, which is what he was trying to avoid. Mission accomplished. But he still got a felony on his record. Although I'm sure you could probably talk that down pretty easily. How illegal is it to steal a shopping cart? Like a tar- like a wrong. Target shopping yeah. cart? Yeah. I have no clue. All right. You've done mm-hmm. it. That's the most easiest <laughs> first guess <laughs> I've ever so made. Si- How so illegal was silent. it when I robbed that bank? <laughs> <laughs> I live across the street from the grocery store I shop at, right? You didn't. And right I- now? Yeah, now. So he's admitting you- to us. <laughs> Recently, you just made a borrowed one. Nobody. Jonathan, don't stop him. Yeah. Don't stop me. Let me. Let He's me. going to tell us the story about how he stole. This whole, I went grocery shopping, Questions. and I actually I thought Minneapolis, please. I thought <laughs> I'm just going to pick up a few things. It's literally across the street. I don't need to drive, right? And then I got there, and I was like, "Oh crap! I'm out of water. Like I needed a case of water. Done this before, yeah. So I grabbed. Yep. I bought the case of water, and then walked out to the parking lot and realized, oh, I didn't drive. <laughs> I forgot I did not drive. And I just had too much stuff. I had too much stuff to carry across the street. So I just rolled my shopping cart right across the street and into my apartment building. Did anyone look at you weird? You didn't bring it back yet? No, man. What am I going to bring it back for? Says the guy is who hates there? clutter. Is the he just shop- has a shopping cart in it's his not house. in my apartment. No, it's in the lobby. It's somewhere. I don't know. Somebody else took it and used it. I don't know. Hold on a second here. <laughs> So what happened as you were rolling it down the street? Didn't people look at you like, what the... I was literally across the street. There wasn't very much time for people to look at me. I I rolled it out of the parking lot, across the street, and into my apartment building. And into the elevator, and up to my apartment. And you just got too lazy to bring it back across the street? Yeah, I put it downstairs by the elevator. Just Uh, just Just in case someone else needed it. This is a first for Score North Live. A man has admitted to a crime on the show. Yeah. Or... Mackie and Judd with Rami, whichever one you want to call it. Live at this point, yeah, exactly. All day. Jonathan and I distancing ourselves from this criminal. <laughs> we Should ran- I put this under the Scorn Earth Live feed or the Mackie and Judd with Rami feed? I don't know at this point. Have you ever up to run, you, man? Run a Twitter poll. Have you ever before stolen a shopping cart and then admitted to it? I didn't steal I'll it. There. I borrowed it. No, you stole it. I didn't keep it. You didn't take it back. You stole it. You didn't take it back, so you stole it. Yeah, Maybe stole somebody it. else did. We don't know. Nope, you stole Not it. Not where I left it. I don't know where I am. We'll wrap with Royce right after this. We'll find out if he's ever stole a shopping cart. 
Jonathan here with the Score North download for this hour. Listen to Score North with Amazon Alexa. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, and you'll hear the soothing sounds of Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd with Rami, and much, much more. Just say, Alexa, open Score North. Did you say soothing? That's what the read says, soothing. (laughs) Take a red pen. Take a red pen and put a line through soothing. I don't write it. No, I know, but I'm editing it for you. Okay. Soothing. You don't like that, guys? All right. One thing you guys might like, the Vikings are 2-0 after a loss. Can they do it again? Stefan Diggs talks about his team's ability to bounce back after losses. Part of like having fighters on this team, having guys that not only want to write this shit, but to, uh, stay consistent. And the biggest thing in this thing is to be consistent. And for us, everything isn't going to go perfect. And when it doesn't, let's just try to uh, go back to the drawing board, figure out the things that we can do better to put us in the best position to win. Because last week we lost by a small margin of error, and uh, we had a chance to win the game. So for us, just going back to the you know the usual of um, looking at the things you did right, seeing the things you could have did better, and looking at the things you did wrong, and really just more self-assessment. That's been your score north download. Now back to Purple Daily. Or um, not Purple Daily. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> oh, this is a... <laughs> Hi, Patrick Royce. How are you? This show is off the rails. He's, he's been rattled since a couple of days ago. Yesterday. I tried to read that deal and uh, absolutely uh, was What's uh, uh, flustered. I think he's been uh, you know bothered ever since then. So uh, what's happening, fellas? Uh... I, Not I had too an much. adventurous evening with yeah. uh, left Sioux Falls in a driving snowstorm and uh, uh, drove 40 miles an hour all the way home. We got we rolled into Eden Prairie about 3.10 a.m. So it was, uh, and, and Eric, my friend Eric Curry did a fine job of driving because uh, you couldn't see the road for about 100 miles. So you it didn't was, consider uh, stopping yeah, doing the hotel say, thing? You didn't have to make the drive, Pat. He's he's refereeing a game in Albuquerque tonight. He had to come home to get on a plane to go to Albuquerque to referee a game tonight. So, uh, you know, and the the other guy, John Higgins, you remember John Higgins, he was refereeing. He was one of the uh, guys, the guy that Kentucky fans went nuts about and basically tried to put him out of business and the whole thing. (laughs) You know, he's been a Final Four referee and everything else, but he's... You know, he does 80, 90 games a year. He was getting on a plane in Sioux Falls and heading to the West Coast. He's got, like, three games this weekend, too. So College? Is, he, is it college that he referees? College, yeah. Yeah, college referees, yes. So, yeah, I, I was down there. I hung out with the referees for uh, for the whole game. How'd the Badgers look? See, see what they go through. Terrible. They're awful. No offense at all. They're just pathetic. They don't, you know, they don't have half anymore. Uh, the Reavers kid is... Okay, but uh, you know he's, he's he's more athletic than his cousin Chris. But uh, I wouldn't say he's a go-to guy. <laughs> Can he drink beer like his cousin? In the, in the post, and they can't shoot. And uh, Davidson's their best player, and not not a great player. He's a hard player, but he's not like a difference-making, lighted-up type of guy. They're terrible. I think they're going to go seven and thirteen in the Big Ten. Man, they're uh, you know St. Mary's isn't bad. St. Mary's beat Gonzaga. Uh, last year in the conference final, and uh, they have some, uh, you know, they got a couple of really good players, but Buff- uh, I couldn't believe how bad the Badgers were. Whew. It looked like, you know, looked like Dick Bennett was back coaching them. Pat, Judd and I were having a, a conversation about college basketball earlier today off the air, and I just can't bring myself to uh, care until March rolls around. I, it, it's To oh, me, it's the most useless me. regular season in sports. I think you're uh, absolutely right. It's uh, you know that's the, 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 the when everybody got a tournament and uh, they they basically devalued the uh, 
you know, when they went to the 60-14 bracket, which is a long time ago, they basically devalued the regular season. I mean, if you're so rotten, you can't get in the top 64. You don't want to go watch a game during the season anyway. It's, I agree with you. There's just too damn many teams. We don't need 350 Division One teams. Uh, college basketball was great. There was 150 of them, maybe 180 of them. But uh, letting every college in the country become D1, and then if they bring those teams into play, it's uh, brutal. I, uh, you know, I. But you know what? The way the big the NBA is playing their game now, shooting 45 threes, I can't stand to watch that either. <laughs> and uh, basketball was always my number two sport, but. Uh, like the NBA just drives me nuts. I can't stand it. Were you uh, down to high school? Uh, yeah, yeah. I drive watch high school. school. Watch high school. Oh, by the way, yeah. the most part of the game last night. Four three-point lines. What? We got the four three-point lines because they, they, they got the Skyforce plays in this arena, right? The, the uh, G League team. Okay. They got, they got the high school line. Then they got the women's college line, okay. and the men move their move the line back a foot. So then you got the men's college line, and then you got the uh, the pros college line. They had four three point lines there. I'd like to referee that game and try to figure out which line the guy. Oh was yeah, I saw down. that yesterday on Twitter. I, they got, they oh, got four. It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is four of them. So uh, yeah, but anyway. Wisconsin looked terrible, and uh, that, that should make Gopher fans happy. And the Gophers beat up on mighty Cleveland State last night, Pat, so things are in great shape here. Bring back Kevin Mackey. Damn it. Yeah. Kevin Mackey is, uh, Kevin Mackey died, I believe, but he was the I coach. I think you can bring him in, back then. And, uh, and he was the coach who came in and had some uh, uh, interesting recruiting the philosophy. <laughs> I remember when they brought in every bandito they could get, and they beat Indiana. Yes. They beat Indiana in Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. That was the day that uh, Digger was here with the first time we ever had a first round, second round at the Venture Dome, and Digger got beat by Little Rock. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, and Cleveland State beat Indiana, and Sid was depressed because he thought he was a buddy of Digger's and he was a buddy of Bobby's. And that's when he asked Balvano if he thought it was because Balvano was going to play, NC State was going to play Little Rock the next day. Yep. And, you know, NC State had Chris Washburn, who had a three on his ACT. Yeah. And Charles Shackle, Charles Shackleford didn't know if he was on foot or horseback. He had all these knotheads, you know. Yep. And Sid asked him if he thought it was terrible that these bandit schools with no academic standards uh, <laughs> were allowed to play there. And that's what that's what Palvano said. Who is this man? I love this man. <laughs> he said, are you accusing North Carolina State of having too strong of academic standards? <laughs> it was great. Oh. And, and the room was howling and Sid didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> and that was 1987 or something? Oh, God, a long time ago, yeah. yeah. I that was, was in high school think... when they had that, when they that had the tournament. they wanted yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was mid '80s. The first thing they ever had was yeah, they had a first round, second round. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Little Rock uh, beat Notre Dame, and then uh, Belmont was here too. I, I think he got out of here. I think he made it. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was fun. So Sid was sure that North Carolina State was the the place to go yeah. to for solid yeah. academic yeah. success. 
Oh, the Duke, uh, you know, the Duke students back when they could get away with uh, incredible taunting, you know, they were, they, I can't remember, what were they doing with Chris Washburn? They were throwing diplomas at him or some damn thing, you know, they were, you know, some kind of SAT scores or SATs or some damn thing at him. It was unbelievable. I don't remember. Then remember, remember Alden, Alden Polonese from Virginia? Oh, I remember got, him, yeah. Uh, got accused of, uh, I think it was him, was got accused of stealing the albums. Uh, yeah. you know, out of a, you know, there was a little story there, and he came out and they just covered this floor with albums. They just threw, threw, sailed album covers out all over the floor. That was back when talking was allowed. Damn it! That was a, I that told was a you, much better time. In sportsmanship stinks, Patrick. <laughs> yes, it does. It's vastly overrated. Speaking of how things were back in the day, Pat, we were talking earlier this hour about something I'm sure you hate: load management and basketball. Kawhi sitting out tonight in in Milwaukee. Oh God, yes. I mean, my, yeah, argument, Kawhi my argument was if I'm the Clippers and you have a problem with it, all I do is say, worked for the Raptors last year. We're trying to hoist that trophy, man. Yeah, I don't know about that guy. He's a great player, but strange, man. Isn't he strange? Oh, he's Kawhi, strange. yeah. He's, I, mean, yes. I mean, he just basically, for the best coach of the NBA generation, he just basically said, the hell with it. I'm not playing. I'm taking the air off because my uncle told me to. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's uh, that's what you're dealing with right now. But, yeah, I think it's a little early in the air for that, don't you? How about just not play him as many minutes? Why do you have to give a guy the entire night off, play him 15 minutes? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think they're, uh, I think the NBA's got serious issues, but uh, what the heck, uh, people still watch it on TV because of the stars. So, anyway. All right, Pat, we got to run, out. sir. Okay, see ya. Thank you very much. There's Pat Royce, rapping with Royce, as we do every day, right around this time. I knew he'd hate load management. I just wanted to, I wanted to get him going a little bit. When did that term first surface? Load management? I don't I, I want to say LeBron was the first one to start doing it, to start implementing it in his, as in, in, as in as his routine and in his plan, yeah, and started using that load term. Load management. I love sports. I might not be here tomorrow, guys. I need to uh, manage my load. On Mackie and Judd with Robbie. I'm going to just leave right now. I'll see you guys later at some point. Did you think about that when you said it? Scorenorth.com, Scorenorth mobile app, wherever you get podcasts. Mackie Judd with Robbie, not Scorenorth. That's how you can listen to this nonsense. I'm telling you, punish me.